Not too much, man. Been extremely busy, but uh, always better than the alternative yourself. Busy's good, man. Busy's good. Got like a million different things going on down here, but you know, <laughs> it's better than having nothing going on. Yeah, exactly. How you been though? Dude, been really good, honestly. Like the transition down south was, just, you know, so needed. Get into the end of college, I was like, bro, I need to get out of this cold. Just the weather, you know, dealing with, uh, as I always frame it for anybody that asks, I'm like, why would you want to deal with four months of seasonal depression? That's awful. <laughs> so, hit me out. But, I mean, it's definitely, it's hitting that time in Florida. I'm not sure how it is down uh, where you're at. I'm sure it's probably in the same spectrum where the humidity is getting pretty intense right now. Yep. So, you know, but... Uh, yeah, right? You walk outside for a minute and you're like, I'm not even doing anything and I'm sweating, but, you know, I get that's that's the to have to complain about weather-wise, then uh, I'll take that in reality. Yeah, no, all day. Uh, where's, uh, where's Seton Hill again? Is that PA? Yeah. Okay, that's Pittsburgh. what I Good Yeah, so... Well, uh... I appreciate you finding some time to do this, man. Like this is <laughs> I know we've been uh, putting it off now for a few weeks, and a lot of that's my bad because, you know, just things coming up, right? Life and shit. But uh, it's, it's yeah. definitely good to have you on now. Yeah, man. I've been, I've been really looking forward to it. I really like it. I've listened... Um, sorry about that. Yeah. I've listened to a good bit of uh, the actual podcast that you put up so far and i like them a lot i mean everybody in the group just seems like really you know genuine people they all have their own little uh, niches right and it's, it's so interesting just to kind of see everybody and actually kind of put a name to face instead of you know some of the the goofy names that people put for the discord so <laughs> yeah hedge fund hammer is a good one though i, I like that <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was really funny uh i'm blanking on the title of the movie but I watched it. I was like, this, "This is such a good Discord name. I need to need to make this happen." Yeah. No, I dude. I always loved uh, just loved the sure. name Hammer growing up. Like when we were playing for Burning River, like just being able to call out Hammer while you are in the net and you're talking to one of your defensemen and like you just have this jack dude just fucking turning around like, "Yeah, I got it." I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> Hammer time, baby." <laughs> like. There was really it's, nothing like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely a good name, especially for a sport like lacrosse on the defensive end. But is <laughs> I was actually just at a, uh, I'm on a travel team right now, and I had like complete nostalgic like deja vu, where like uh, taking like taking it back to when we were on BR and like you know you have like the summer games, you have like an hour in between a game, and everybody's just kind of you know BSing going to like the little marketplace thing to you know yeah. buy random junk and i was like dude i would do so much to go play another travel tournament with the boys from vr again oh yeah like <laughs> some dirty things to get the group the group back together at least just the defense dude dude our defense was nasty <laughs> we were i still i still talked about that with so many people oh, that defense was disgusting you, Maruna, and Hawkins, they just lock it down, why don't you? Yeah, and then you had Bash all the way up to, up top just eating every ground ball on the planet. I mean, that was that was a good unit, except we had a, like, literally no 
and so that happens. But yeah, no face-off guy either. Fucking brunner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about that kid. Talk about blast from the back. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that was. Oh, that's... That was a good one. Um, but so, I, dude, I was so interested to get you on because you're you're different from everybody else that I've really brought on here. Uh, mostly because one, you have such a strong focus in the fitness department. Um, and that's one of those things where, you know, we're seeing this general shift, at least for our generation, where we're really starting to focus on, you know, what's going into our bodies and what we are doing with our bodies. You know, it's, it's not just like from a mental aspect as well, right? Like, you know, you've got people that meditate, uh, and things along those lines, but you know, when, when did you really start taking like aim at personal fitness? Because you were always a fucking unit growing up, dude. Like you, <laughs> I, I always just like knew you were just this clean cut, like just animal in the weight room. And then you, you take that and you run with that type of work ethic with whatever you do. Right. You know, it's not yeah. just in the gym and, and you take it elsewhere too. So, like, when did you really flip that switch? And, like, what kind of sparked it for you? So, um, that's a very good question. I would say there's kind of two points that occurred throughout, like, the the transition. So, the uh, what got me originally into, like, being obsessed with, like, my physical health was actually in middle school before, like, even I started playing lacrosse. Yeah. Um, I was extremely overweight, like 220 plus pounds in seventh grade. Like I would, yeah, I was huge. Um, like, I mean, I was always like a really phenomenal athlete. So it was like, I was the big guy that was athletic, but I was just still just so big. And it kind of hit me at one point because my oldest brother was a wrestler and he was wrestling 152. And I was 70, yeah, I was <laughs> 70 pounds than my 18 year old brother. And I was in seventh grade. And I just like, something just didn't click with me there. I was like, this is just not how I want to live my life. Like, I'm like, I- I'm getting limited in the positions I can play in sports. I'm, I'm like, I'm not exactly highly gifted, right? Like, I'm like, I, like, I'm not happy with this. So I started making the change and I didn't know exactly the direction I was going in. At first, uh, obviously being only in seventh, eighth grade, but I was just- the end result it wanted to be for you. Yeah, I was like, I don't know yet, but let's just head in the right direction. So I started running every single day, you know, lifting like a like a fiend. And then when I got into lacrosse is where I like was like, okay, now I want to change, like go through a body transformation, not just get like in better shape. And by doing that, I mean like I wanted to change the way my body actually physically looked. Like I didn't want to be the big, you know, stocky guy anymore i was like that's not what's going to get me to be a college athlete at the lacrosse level i mean sure you know i'm obviously you know pretty muscular and it's always been so uh, you know in my like frame but i was like i need to drop weight so then i dropped all the way down to 165 uh senior year like when we were playing uh junior summer ball that was what i was clicking in at right i to personal training aspect probably in that time frame is when i was like okay like i love this this is more than just like a hobby it's changing my mental uh you know approach to things it's changing like me as a person and there's just something to it when like like why i've always fell in love with like helping people is like 
you know, that's what I do in general, but like in the health and wellness space, people get so confused and they make it so much more difficult than it needs to be. So that was the second click that happened is right when I got into college, I now knew how to not only train functionally, I knew how to then also do athletic focus training. And then I started learning the actual bodybuilding aspect because they're all vastly different. Right. And when people lump them together, it's like, yeah, I mean, again, there's tier systems with everything, right? Uh, but like, you know, how, how in depth are you actually with it? But with that, that's three different subsectors that I just learned. And that's how I just always kind of stayed with it. And you know, from a, uh, you know, transparency standpoint, it just keeps me, it, it keeps me where I need to be, right? Like, it's like that consistent thing in my life that will never change. Like my training will never change. And that means if that one thing is consistent, I can then focus on keeping everything else, you know, my business, my, my investment side of things, everything like that. I can keep that more streamlined because I don't know, that's my thought process and how I like conduct myself. And it's worked out really well. So I guess, the, you know, they're saying if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? So, yeah. um, <laughs> no, definitely that. agree with you on that. Um, and agree with you on that one consistent part of your day, right? It's like if you have a shitty day or like you just can't get anything else done, you know, everything's going against you. Like, I make it a, a very strong point in my day to it, the, the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I throw on my workout clothes and I am out of the door within five minutes, right? So like just immediately out into the world, walking to the gym, like it's, it's the fresh air, it's the sun rising, right? And, and you are getting up and just starting your day. I'm not sure when you work out. I think you're an afternoon guy, right? Yeah. So I have, um, since I'm doing the running and the actual lifting, I usually lift in the afternoon. Just because, uh, I don't know why, I've just never been a morning lifter. I prefer running in the morning. Okay. I'll, I still times, but typically I lift in the afternoon, run in the morning. Yeah, but you I mean, you're same thing though, right? You're running before work. Like you're getting something done with your day that is productive for you. And you're being selfish with that part of your day. So exactly. it's, it's something around that where you're taking care of not only your body, but your mind too, right? You start <clears> your day with a win. You get up out of bed, you're immediately doing something productive. It doesn't matter if that something is, you know, the going to immediately show you any type of results, right? You just know that if you're getting just a little bit better during that morning, then you're able to build on those wins for the rest of the day as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, my go-to saying, better every day in every way, you know? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I so mean, I don't know. <laughs> The really big bring up though is you know it's that that one controllable aspect of your day of being able to you know you get that one win and now it's like all right the rest of the day in reality no matter if you're you're self-employed you, you work a nine to five to a degree there is uncontrollables that are ultimately going to happen that you can't you, you you can't predict in your day that that though now that's not uncontrollable. And that's one thing I try to tell anybody I even work with as well. So I'm like, don't overcomplicate this. Like, stop looking at it as you have to work out. Look at it as you get to work out. That's the one thing you get to control in your day. Like, outside of that, man, you don't know what could happen. Like, anything. Like, I mean, I, I literally run my own consulting gig. Uh, and it's like, 
I don't know what's going to happen in the day. So I'm like, let me control the one thing that I know I'm going to enjoy. Let's get that knocked out. And then, you know, now I've also kind of just changed it into just completely like just how much better can I get kind of thing, which is that's an exciting part to get to when you get to the health and wellness side of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, what are your personal fitness goals right now, right? Because I feel like, you know, you, you get to this certain point where, you know, your physique is where you want it to be. You're at a good weight. You know, like, are you focused on putting up some heavier weight? Because I've personally taken a course recently where I'm like, I don't really care about what not I'm putting up. And like, I'm more focused on just physique at this point. Yeah, so um, I've went through different kind of phases with that. Um, I've went through, you know, really focusing on the physique aspect and I've kind of always had that dialed in. Now I'm kind of, uh, I'm hooked on running a marathon. Um, and it's, I mean, it's brutal training to do. It's, it's hard. It takes a lot of time. That's, that's the one thing that, um, you know, people that do get into it don't really talk about. Like they only talk about like how difficult it is. They don't actually cover the fact that like, it is extremely time consuming. Like you have to dedicate close to two hours almost every day to be training. Right. You know, when I'm I'm running uh, an eight miler, like although I'm running at a pretty quick pace, like you're running eight to 10 miles, that takes close to an hour, right? And I mean, you also got to factor in the, you know, the recovery time, the stretching beforehand, like it all ends up equating out to about two hours. And then you also got to factor in, okay, now I'm also going to be doing um, you know, lifting too, it just becomes a pretty hectic day. So right now I'm focused on hitting the marathon. I have a Spartan race that I'm hitting in Ohio, which is a, I think it's a 15 K no 21 is a half marathon, but it also has a ton of different obstacles and stuff with it. And then I think I'm going to hit the actual marathon in September. I wanted to hit it this summer, but they don't have any in Florida in the summer, which I understand why, because it, it's ridiculously humid. But um, I might try and just hit like an impromptu marathon at some point near like the end of the summer up in Ohio, because they, you know, they'll have a ton of races up there or something like that. But that's uh, agenda number one for me right now. The, the whole like lifting really heavy, like, I went through a big phase with that and like, I kind of drifted away from it, but I'm starting to get a little bit back into it. Um, it's not like I ever like stop lifting heavy, but I don't know. I just kind of was like, you know, that was all I was doing in college lacrosse. I just kind of got tired of, you know, tossing up a ton of weight on bench clean and clean and press. I was like, man, I want to, I want to train, change up my training a little bit. I've been doing this for four years. I want to, you know, diversify a little bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, you know, it was like, uh, you're always in a sport where they're telling you like, you need to get bigger or like, you got to put up more weight. And I'm like, I'm just sick of this. Like, I just want to work out for me. I also think that you've got a higher risk of injury if you are throwing up more weight. And it's, you know, the, the new wealth is health, right? Like, we noticed that. <laughs> I, I really came under that uh, that scope during COVID. I'm like, this is this is alarming, right? It's like, why do we need to do all of these things if the majority of us are healthy individuals, and like this yeah. this disease is not going to affect us like it is the person who is just morbidly obese or extremely <clears throat> old, you know? Like, yeah, and <laughs> and that's personally how 
we should be living our lives moving forward. It's like you should take care of yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, well, it's your own damn fault. And you should not be susceptible to uh, <laughs> right, s- certain laws of prohibiting you from fucking going outside. But that's yeah. Yeah, a, a whole different conversation in and of itself, right? Yeah, and I think that bothered me actually with that thing. And I think it's a really brilliant point to bring up. And it, it made me actually like really – like I was mad like to a degree. And I, I usually don't let like anything in that realm bother me. Right. But what is like we had the perfect opportunity for our infrastructure and societal shift to be positive. And we just missed it. And what I mean is that opportunity was – it was blatantly clear, all the information's coming out now, that if you were healthier and you didn't have, what are those called, the, um, it's like... Autoimmune uh, disorder, disease? Yeah, they have like, you know, if you have like an immune disorder, or you're obese, or you have allergies, all those different things, like... Right, asthma. Yeah, exactly. And I guess what I'm getting at is it's like, we had, we had that opportunity to address to the, you know, the overall general public focus on your health okay right. and you are drastically going to limit the chance of getting sick in general not just from this virus and we didn't do that we just were like no instead we're gonna pump you full of shots and if you you know go go in your house and it's like dude like you had the opportunity to say hey guys we are the most obese country in the world by a astronomical margin and I actually said this to my mom when I was out with her out at Orlando Studios uh, a few months back. And it was such an odd thing that I realized. But I leaned over and I didn't want to be mean, but I was like, it's so sad that like everyone's obese. And she goes, what made you think of that? And I'm like, I'm just around like I'm a people person. So I people watch. Everybody's overweight. I'm like, what is going on? Like, you don't see, like, it's odd now that when you'll see on social media, like, a, a, you know, a dad who's got a family and a job in a nice house and he's jacked, people go, oh, what steroids are you on? Right. Like, no. And like, that's not unobtainable. Not the normal societal norm anymore. Like, we view it as, oh, you hit, you hit 30 and it's okay to be overweight and unhealthy. And it's like, what when did that paradigm shift happen and i don't want that to be the shift anymore but we just missed out on a really good opportunity to really change the narrative and be like hey eat healthier you know it doesn't mean you can't enjoy things doesn't mean you can't go out and have some drinks with friends that doesn't mean that you have to make your life boring and i just hate the fact that that's what health is attributed to at times at least in my opinion i feel like that's what it is is it's like if you want to be healthy and look good and feel good you're boring and it's like what like that's the opposite of it i just feel like i don't know if there's like a whatever agenda is existing right now people are just unhealthy and they just think that they it's unobtainable to do the latter which i don't understand that right and and a few things on that it's like you keep you keep the general public fat happy and stupid and they'll listen to anything you say right and you know one of the things that i've noticed just by living in san juan which is a big tourist destination for americans is when tourist season starts picking up, like in spring break times, right? We just went through a spring break season of early March into April. And I noticed just a drastic shift in the type of people that were walking around. And it, it's, it's a difference of like 200 plus pounds. Like, and it is astonishing 
at how you can just let yourself get to that point. But, you know, like you said, there was no encouragement for people to go outside and like just exercise during the time that we were locked down. Right. It was stay inside. Don't fucking talk to anybody and keep six feet away from everybody else. And, you know, not to get into like the, the whole, like, the the whole crystal energy type of living, but like your energetic field extends out six feet. So like you are basically connecting with people on a higher level if you just are physically closer to them and they don't want that to happen, right? So they want you as far away from other people as possible. So you're not communicating about how fucked up the situation is and how poorly it's being handled. Oh yeah. And then, like, the other thing, like, what I also found, like, really funny is, like, you remember, I'm sure you've probably seen it, like, oh, did you put on a 10 pounds? Like, what? (laughs) How how did that make any sense? Like, what do you mean, did you put on a COVID 10 pounds? And, like, I feel like a lot of people... Did you put on the COVID-19? Oh, yeah, the COVID-19 instead of the freshman 15, you got the COVID-19. But no, I mean, that's such a good point, too. I mean, it's just like you didn't have the chance to audibly communicate with people. And, you know, and that's the other thing is you look at the amount of like, you know, I'm also a big mental health guy. I'm sure you see it on all my like stories that I talk about. And, yeah. um, you know, sometimes sometimes some people will like laugh and be like, you know, uh, they're like, oh, dude, it's just funny that like, you know, you just talk about how blessed you are after a run and something like that. Like, what makes you feel that way? And I'm like, because I am like, that's how that's how good you feel after working out. Right. That's how the aspect should be every day. Approach it with positivity. And like, that's going to combat a lot of problems that you can face from a mental aspect. But I think there's that's the other dynamic with our societies. There's a massive mental health problem. You know, you got mental health and physical health. Those things go hand in hand. And that's why, you know, you, you even said, like, how does somebody let themselves go to that point? I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the mental health, if it's the, if it's obvious, well, it's obviously the physical health, but there's got to be some mental health dynamic in there where they just, like, give up on it. And I'm like, you know, that COVID situation did not help that at all. You know, you're six feet away, isolated, and then you, you see the amount of suicides that increased. And Alcoholism, people, drug overdoses. Yeah. I think I saw a statistic that said more alcohol was manufactured and purchased in two years than over the course of like 25 in the United States during COVID. Yeah, and I was like, all the liquor stores were essential businesses, right? As those were those were the businesses we needed open. Yeah, right. <laughs> but not a restaurant. Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, you know, to piggyback on the the whole mental health side of things, is you kind of mentioned it earlier where you were talking about like. Yeah, like I have to work out today, right? But no, when you just like do the minor thing of adjusting your words, you know, I, I heard a quote, like you change your words and you change your world, right? Like I, I get to work out today, right? Like I have the privilege to actually get up out of this bed right now, have all of my limbs like, and be completely healthy. And I get to walk my ass to the gym and just improve myself and like i am absolutely blessed to be able to do that every single day not to mention we're both in a a pretty tropical environment as well so that doesn't suck either (laughs) exactly right and i mean that's such a good way to word it too like i had that incredible realization like 
you know, I never was like drifting from like working out ever. But when I got injured senior year uh, of college, that was the first thought that popped in my head is, man, I am absolutely depressed without being able to work. And that's why the mindset shift, the, the mindset shift happened where I was just explaining like the I get to work out yeah. that percent my reality after everything that I like went through with that injury. Like I was like, dude, like people don't get that. They don't, they don't, they don't view it that way, but that's also because they don't have, they've never experienced it like that. You know, they've never had something like that happen to them. So they look at it as like, Oh, I have to do this. And it's like, man, I bet you, if you ask somebody that was unfortunately paralyzed, would they, would they want to go on a, a 10 mile run? Yeah. They would, would love right. run, right? Yeah, what, dude, what happened with that neck injury? Because you, you broke your neck, didn't you? Yeah, uh, I, I, complete, I almost completely severed my C7 cervical spine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> dude. That's crazy. Was that in lacrosse? Yeah, uh, the worst part is it was during a fall ball game. No shot. Yep, and it was an inner squad scrimmage. Not uh, not the best moment, but that's why you got to learn how to not lead with your head. <laughs> but oh yes, God. yeah, that's essentially what happened. Like, um, I, mean, I can break it down to a really easy point. Like, we were we used to do these inner squad scrimmages where the coaches would draft like the starting defense versus like the starting offense, essentially, and then fill the teams out accordingly. Right. So. It's, we obviously had a bunch of freshmen, nothing against freshmen, but they're not as good as the starting attackmen and the starting midfielders. And that was what we had to go up against. So we're getting pumped and being, you know, you know, pretty good and also a pretty vocal person as in uh, like shit. Uh, everybody, all, all the offensive guys are roasting me. My entire like housemates, all of them were on the offensive side. So they're going at my throat. I'm having a tough day. I'm like, this is so annoying. Anyway, there's an outlet pass, routine play, beautiful ball by the goalie. And for some reason, I switched to my non-dominant hand and just turned my head away because it was just routine. I dropped the ball and I just saw red. I snapped. I was like, I'm decleating the next person that I see. Like, I'm like, I'm done with this. I'm so pissed off. You're, we're getting rocked. I mean, I'm not going to lie. This is exactly what went through my head. And I can remember it distinctly because this led to it, in my opinion. Um, I, that's the only opinion because it's how it happened. But next play, uh, there's just an odd kind of fast break situation. I was pressed out on my attackman. Um, and then a midi was cutting down and I was pressed out at an odd angle. So I tried to get my head around him to, you know, really decleat this kid. I didn't. My head went like right into his like side chest sternum area. He completely got launched. He, like, had this, like, literally, like, the size of, like, a helmet bruise on his chest. He was on the ground for a good bit. I'm on the ground, and I didn't have feeling for, like, four minutes. Like, you ever hit your funny bone? I'm sure you have. Yeah. Well, that was my... Yeah. Um, so I knew something was wrong, and I was always one of the guys, you know, get up if you're hurt kind of thing. Like, you can figure it out. And something in me just said, don't get up. So I'm laying there. They're going to life flight me because... The trainer came down and she's like, you know, touching my neck. And so your C7 is the bone that connects your spine to your neck. So it's kind of like a combination of your neck and spine. So like 
I technically broke my back, but also broke my neck. Like it, it's like interchangeable to a degree. Um, but you know, I guess in the the positive side of things, as the doctor said, is if you're gonna break any bone in your body that's in your spine, your C7 is the best one to break because it's stabilized between your two um, shoulders, right, in your collarbone. Okay. But they took me downtown. They were like, well. You're not going to need to get surgery or anything, but, uh, you know, your season's done. So I'm, I'm a mental ball of emotions because everything I worked for for the last, fuck, you know, freaking six, seven years, eight years is gone now. Um, you know, I was primed up to have probably my best season in my career. And then the other dynamic, I couldn't run, couldn't work out had to get pulled from school because I couldn't like walk around without being a liability to myself. So they were just everything that was me was taken. And that was why I became a big mental health guy because I was like, I had to face that demon of looking myself in the mirror and going, do I like who I see without all these things around me? And I was like, no, I don't like this at all. Like I'm like, when was the last time I actually sat down and asked myself if I was happy? You know, you have all these outside factors that I would use to distract myself. And I'm like, dang, we need to address this. So, you know, long story short, I kind of made a funny bet with the doctor. I was like, I'll be cleared before the end of the season. And he's like, I can't make this bet with you because <laughs> I don't do anything stupid and get hurt. And I was like, no, you're going to you're gonna take this bet. And he's like, I can't. Like, this is this. <laughs> My license like, will be taken away. Yeah, he's like, if you go out and do something dumb, and it's because of me, I would not be able to practice house. So I was like, how about this? We'll just, you know, shake on it without shaking on it. But I ended up getting cleared in five months, which was pretty cool. But I was like, I think they said less than a centimeter away from either dying like instantly or being paralyzed from the neck down. So that was definitely glad that didn't happen. Yeah, that's, but, that's a hell of an eye-opening event, dude. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you never wish anything like that to happen to people. But sometimes I'm like, I think people just need to experience something like that because it will give you the perspective that like I think people sometimes are looking for. Right. It's like, you know, what is the meaning of life? Well, I don't know the meaning 100 percent, but I definitely have a much better view on it than I did before all that all that happened. So. But I guess, you know, you, you take the take the good and you make it, or you take the bad and make it into something good is what I, what I did with it. Right. There's a, uh, there's a Latin saying for that. It's called amor fati. Uh, it's basically just saying like, like the love of fate. So, you know, it's, it's taking any type of situation in nature and saying, well, like this is definitely for the best in some way, shape or form. So we're going to find the most positive situation that comes out of this and say that that is the reason <laughs> that this happened, right? Yeah. And, and you know, you, you do have to get to those low places, unfortunately, sometimes to, to come to some of these realizations where, you know, we, we are extremely blessed to be alive right now. It's some one in 400 trillion odds that we are even born, right? Let alone to be an able-bodied human being to do all of these things. Yeah, the the statistics are just wild to actually be a human being. So, you know, what are we doing? Just fucking moping around, killing each other and like just being depressed. You know, there's there is literally no time for that because death is the only certainty that we have in our lives. So, you know, might as well just take any situation and spin it in a positive manner because 
you know, if you don't, you're just wasting time sitting around thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't think there's a better way to kind of sum that up. I mean, it's just, you, you get one life and you don't leave life with it. So you might as well enjoy yourself, right? So, it's, right. you know, and make the best out of the situation. So, yeah, you know, that's, that's wild because I had never heard that story, man, because I, I obviously have been following you from the time that we had played uh, lacrosse together. And I'm like, I always saw, and I, my apologies for never reaching out about it. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to Hammer? Like, what, yeah. what's up with the neck brace shit going on? But you, I, you were never vocal about it, you know, uh, on Instagram or anything. So I would never just like, it's like, ah, oh, maybe you got like a concussion or some shit. But I'm like, well, no, he fucking broke his neck and back. <laughs> like, this is wild. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, no apologies needed, man. The amount of people that reached out was, like, actually kind of overwhelming. And, like, at first, I was, like, I mean, honestly, and again, that, like, uh, I, you know, that was another realization. It's just, you know, cherishing the relationships you have. That's, like, honestly why I always try to touch in with you every now and then and see how you're doing. It's just, like, I didn't realize how many people that I was actually, like, that cared. Like, and, you know, it's not like you, like, and like and like oh i wonder who thinks about me no you never think that way but like getting that much outpour of people messaging me i was like i don't even have like the cognitive like focus right now to respond to you guys but like this is awesome i appreciate it but at the same point it also kind of got like you know this is the one thing i will say where i had a little bit of a negative perspective on it i was like i couldn't stand when people were like you know like oh i, I know i know what you're going through kind of thing and i'm like no what you like you don't but like i get where you're coming from you're coming right. from a good like, but when you hear it that many times it's like dude just leave it right just yeah. touch and go yeah i'm all right but uh i mean it was one of those things you know that's the other you know big realization i had from it you know cherish the relationships you have in your life and touch base on them because you really don't know when things can change up i mean you see all these you know young people that are you know passing away or losing their lives to stuff and it's just like I mean, there's people in our local area where we're from who, you know, aren't with us anymore. And it's like, did they ever predict that that was going to happen? No. And it's like, how many people did I wish I would have communicated with if I would have, you know, you know, met my maker that day, right? How many people do I wish I would have said something to or talked to? And that was a perspective shift that I had that I thought was really powerful is, you know, you don't know, you don't know until you know kind of thing. So it's like you might as well approach everything as if it is the last kind of conversation and make sure that you're still in touch with people. But, you know, again, it's just taking a bad situation and getting something good from it, I guess. Yeah, Amor Fati, baby. Amor Fati. <laughs> it's been like this fucking word that I recently stumbled upon. I'm like, this just makes so much sense. And it it, it is exactly what we're talking about with, with spinning everything in the positive manner. But, I, dude, I totally understand what you're saying about, like, it, when some bad shit happens to you, like, our parents got divorced during COVID, right? So, like, when it just fucking rains, it pours. But, you know, when bad shit happens, all you want to really do, and, you know, selfishly speaking, like, you just want to, like, have somebody as an ear to listen. You know, like, I get it. Maybe your parents had a hard time, too, at one point, and maybe they... Like they're divorced as well. And that's why I'm talking to you or, you know, okay, maybe they almost got divorced, but it's like, let me just fucking have my moment and let me get this shit out. Cause it always feels better when you just let it out. Right. 
And, like, <laughs> that's why it's, like, dude, it's fine for fucking men to actually, like, shed a tear sometimes because, you know, we're supposed to keep it in and be, like, be the strong leader paving the way for everybody else. But, you know, when <laughs> when you have the opportunity where it just fucking gets to be too much or you break your neck and your back, like, I, I think it's well-deserved that you can have that moment of just releasing it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a, a extremely good point is, you know, there's... It, I, that is there there is that stigma that exists as men that you, you can't do that and it's like dude just have your moment come on like tell me what's going on man uh, you'll feel better after i promise right you know, chat it out man yeah. no reason to you know bottle it down and be like oh uh, i'm just gonna be tough uh, that's that's certainly gonna make you feel better right exactly i've i've seen like a bunch of different uh like diagrams right where it's like, yeah, the, the shit going on in your life, and then it's like, okay, and then you're thinking about it, and then it's like a, a meme of, like, somebody writing about it, and everything gets fucking organized, and, like, that's your way of releasing it, right? And like, writing is just one of those means. Another is talking, right? And just, like, trying to get all of your thoughts out of your head because, like, when <laughs> when bad shit happens, right? Like, like when the markets are fucking crashing... You, you have to have a means of getting your thoughts out somewhere. And like that's yeah. honestly what one of the biggest things I use Discord for in our group is a means of getting all of my thoughts out on at least just the structure of the market because <clears throat> it, like things are changing every single day. And that's been like my trading journal or just my market journal is the Discord server. Right. And like, yeah. it's, it's a selfish thing of me to say, but it's something that, you know, I couldn't have created without everybody that has gotten involved with it as well. But that's just like my primary use case for it. You know, that <clears throat> will evolve into deal flow where everybody in there is going to be fucking killing it and absolutely rich as shit. And then we're able to all get in on certain deals together. But you know, it's just a means of getting the information out of the head and just trying to get more eyes on it. So it's like, oh, am I actually fucking crazy for thinking this? Or is this a normal thought that everybody else might be having as well? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I completely agree. And I mean, especially what's going on in the market right now. It's like, there's so many times where I, what do I, what do I even do? But <laughs> I, I, it as this, I'm like, I, I'm cool with it whatever these are long plays in reality that's mostly what I, I i'm positioned in right now so i'm like keep dropping i'll keep dumping whatever <laughs> it, it will work out at some point i know it will but you know it, it's also tough to take a look at it and you're like Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, my portfolio <laughs> yeah but, i thought number only go up yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they told me buy the dip right it keeps <laughs> dipping though <laughs> it keeps going I'm down. I'm losing money. Well, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, it's not what but... I signed up for. <laughs> no, that's a really good point to bring up. Just, you know, hey, guys, am I am I in the right ballpark here? Or what are you guys thinking on this? But, no, I mean, it's that's a, it's a good group, man. I mean, I'm as you said, everybody's going to be doing extremely well for themselves. And it's going to be really exciting to see what we're able to create in the future. That's for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's 
it, everybody already is doing well for themselves because everyone who's in there and like participates and like made the effort to get in, you know, they value their own personal growth and like being a part of a community like this allows everybody to level up at a faster rate. You know, the premise of the group is to have an edge on some of the bigger players in the markets. So it's it's the strength in numbers, right? It's the wolf pack that is going to take down these these big enemies. You know, we can view them as enemies. It's just like other people in the market, right? There's buyers and sellers and in every side of a trade. But if we're able to to gain this edge on the bigger money, then we alone be, can become the big money. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's the fun part. But uh <laughs> um as far as your work goes, are you just doing uh, like your own gig for consulting or are you with a firm as well? So uh, I'm underneath a firm and mostly that's just due to the fact of like uh, kind of like accounting purposes and then for them it saves them money and then I guess for me it kind of, I don't get taxed as hard. But technically, it's my own consulting business in the sense like, you know, my clients are my clients. If anybody talks to them or like wants to, you know, market a candidate into them, you know, they ultimately have to like reach out to me first. So it's basically, you know, you're my own business. Like I pick my hours, I pick my clients, etc. But um, long winded answer, I guess. No, no, that's sweet. Love that, man. Are you doing uh, personal training for anyone as well? Yeah, I do that uh, just kind of on the side. It's almost, you know, kind of become more of a hobby thing. You know, I could definitely focus on it a little bit more. And that's, you know, one of my goals is to, you know, kind of start growing that portfolio a little bit more. Um, but, you know, I, I think for me, it's like, you know, I I make decent money doing it and I enjoy doing it. It's just one of those things where I've never really felt the press to make that my focal point of my business and like what's going on with my consulting thing. Like, I'm so busy with that shit right now that it's just like, like I'm like, I mean, this is it's making me a lot of money. This, so I, you know, I guess it's, you know, again, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I'm still doing the personal training thing on the side, but yeah, I'm training people uh, pretty consistently. I know I trained my roommate uh, most recently, and he he saw some crazy gains. That was that was really cool to see. Love that. What's uh like? What's your longer term vision for what you like want to be doing? You know, like what's the ideal job for Eric Hammer? Uh, so I, re- I really want to leverage the consulting to basically fund um, more so entrepreneurial businesses in the sense of like franchising and or like opening my own gigs as in like a gym or something along those lines. That's long term what I really would want to do. Um, you know. Uh, financial freedoms number one but number two is just you know creating something that's my own right you know and if that is if it is a franchise is it 100% my own maybe not but you know it is still and that's your own income right yeah exactly um but you know there's that and then the other thing that me and my one buddy are actually looking to do pretty shortly here is starting up a jet ski business so we're going to be buying probably like six to seven jet skis, renting them out on the water, everything oh, like that. Let's go. That's sweet. <laughs> yeah. It'll be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I think that that's probably long term. Yourself? Uh, so main focus right now is, is building up this fund, right? So 
we're, we're kind of trying to, my idea is lay the foundation as wide as possible. So then you can build it as tall as possible, right? So <clears throat> we're basically just structuring a bunch of deals where as long as the foundation is laid correctly from you know both a, a legal structure as well as uh, are these ideas actually going to generate revenue and profit for shareholders, right? Um, so that's kind of where we're at. But, you know, we want this thing to be uh, our, our profit-churning machine for, the, for years, decades to come. Uh, it, it's essentially just going to be a holdings company where we can funnel any type of fund, company, real estate, uh, any type of business underneath it. And, you know, that's, that's part of the, the foundation being laid, right? So we just have a legal entity where we can bring in anything, any deal that we want to and, and structure it how we want to. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And, you know, Puerto Rico is an attractive place for it. Uh, as far as, right, we, we have some nice tax incentives to be down here. But there's also some really cool international banking laws here. Um, you can basically spin up a bank, and the bank isn't necessarily allowed to bank U.S. customers, but they can internationally take on any clients. Um, so the overarching goal is to make Puerto Rico a bridge between Latin America, Spanish-speaking culture, and the United States with stable currency and democracy, right? A, a little bit of a, a steadier culture than what people in South America, Central America are used to with being just abused by their governments. So the, the overarching goal uh, is to basically utilize the island as such, create financial products for these people to grow their capital, create jobs down here and basically get Puerto Rico to the place where that they can actually be because, you know, the island's fucking beautiful, but they've just been neglected and beaten down and taken advantage of by their own government officials who have just been embezzling money, but are now getting thrown in jail one by one. So justice is being served right now. And after that happens, you know, the, the way is being paved for people to just prosper down here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a tall yeah. order, right? You're, you're, you're trying to help a few million people. But the, the problem is, like, the kids, they graduate high school, they go to college in the U.S., and then they end up staying in the U.S. because there's better jobs there and higher paying jobs. So why not just give the locals more of an incentive to stay here, right? Yeah. So just retaining the talent after they, you know, they can still go to the U.S. for school, but come back down to your homeland and continue making your homeland a better place. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Good for you, man. That's a... See, and that, that's the other thing that I love about, like, the Discord is, you know, that's a mission that, like, I, I, I didn't even know about, and I just, I, anything I can do to help and get involved, I want to get involved, because that's, that's literally, like, the definition of what I think the whole entire goal, uh, basically, you know, when you ask, like, for myself as well, is, like, what is my long-term goal? Same thing, man, help people, like, at the end of the day, 
you, you can eat pretty good and still make people's lives pretty awesome. And that's that's the big goal for me, to impact as many people as I can in as many different ways as possible. So that's 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 a really cool mission, man. Yeah. You're, you're headed in action, that's for sure. That's cool. That's, that's the thing, too. You know, money is a means to an end. So the, the new billionaire is somebody who ends up helping a billion people, not somebody who has a billion dollars. Right. If if you end up giving enough people what they want and what they need, you know, it it'll just naturally flow towards you. But you no, know, it's the money is. I do agree that the root of all evil because it is controlled by evil right now. You know, <laughs> when you give somebody the keys to print an unlimited amount of the thing that we are all strung along with, uh, that's that is the definition of evil. So, <laughs> but money also amplifies people's personalities too, right? So we're, yeah. we get our pockets filled and we're going to do nothing but good things with it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it takes an army to, to do exactly what I'm, I'm talking about doing down here. Um, and, and that's part of the reason of, of spreading the vision, right? We need to build out the team after we spread the vision and, it, it will take an absolute army to get this done, but there's there's not a doubt in my mind that we can get to the point where we have actually helped a billion people, at least on this side of the hemisphere. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be fun, Hammer. We're going to do it together, yeah. man. Absolutely, dude. That's exciting stuff, man. That's very very cool to hear. Yeah, it's wild. It's... uh. It's what we've developed after just living down here for a year, right? You know, people are pissed off at some of the tax incentives for the people down here. Like, rightfully so. It's not offered for the locals. So let's change that. And let's change a few other things structurally so the incentives remain. But there's also new incentives created for people to remain down here, like the locals, right? So it's just a big, fun project. Well, as I said, that's just, you you can't really beat a goal like that. You know, it might take a long time, but, you know, if you're shooting off the hip, why aim low? Aim high and maybe miss a little low in reality, right? Yeah, exactly. People, but you you get a a few million short, still helped a lot of people at the end of the day. Yeah, bingo. Bingo, brother. Um, All right, let's get back to the health thing. I want to see if you, like, do you have any... Not short term, it's not the right word, but like any tips for for people who are kind of just getting started in the uh, in like the health and fitness realm. So uh, you know, pretty like, that's a pretty loaded question. So I think base the level. Easy, yeah, face level. I would say you know find something. If that's a diet, if that's a work, you know, as I was, you know, kind of structuring the different styles of working out, right? You got bodybuilding, functional training, you know, running, you know, um, athletic kind of focus, right? You know, um, there's different levels and different kinds of training, right? So one, my first advice to anybody is don't overcomplicate it, right? Find something you like and stick to it, right? If that's bodybuilding, great. If that's powerlifting, great. If that's CrossFit, great, but do it and just do it and actually do it don't do the you know 
you know, as my, my favorite quote is anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing moderations for cowards. So don't do it in moderation kind of uh, thing. Right. Um, the other dynamic I think is, you know, I am not an advocate. I personally believe this, uh, you know, you might have other people say other things. I cannot stand the term diet that irritates me. It's one of my single pet peeves. And here's the reality. When you start believing in diets, that is the social agenda that's been created in our world where it's like, oh, I have to eat healthy during this part of the year. So then that way I look good for a wedding picture or for a, you know, a, a vacation. And it's like, why are you structuring to be healthy during a very small window of your life? Right. Yeah. Make it a right. Like if you're eating 80% of the time and healthy and then you go out on the weekend and let's just even say you go out on the weekend and you, you have some beers and you, you go out and, you know, get a really fancy dinner. That's probably, you know, maybe it's not deemed healthy, but you go out and enjoy yourself. 80% of your health was on point. That 20% is not going to break your diet. It's not going to make you look bad and it's not going to make you feel bad. So stop looking at like things as a diet. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's like, change that perception to make it a lifestyle, right? Like you should enjoy eating right. And again, though, it's also like what is deemed eating right? You know, you know, eating within your means, you know, don't overindulge. Avoiding um, some but of I the bad shit, right? Yeah, right. Just, you know, have limits to things. So I would say, you know, number one, find a routine that you enjoy, something consistent. Number two, find a find the mental shift that you need to change the perception in yourself that it's not eating healthy or it's not it's not just dieting it's eating healthy and living a healthier lifestyle right doing that's going to set you up in a really good perspective and then when you really start getting more pinpointed of how to like really see incremental change you got to start tracking your foods right and i think that's one thing is people don't realize like what they're consuming and they need to start looking into that more you know, it's like, you, you know, you make this entree that could be very good for you. And then you load in, you know, six sticks of butter, which again, what is deemed healthy, that's subjective. But you just added 300, 400 calories and ounces of, you know, saturated fats for no reason. Right. And it's just like, all you had to do is use maybe a non-stick solution that would be simply zero calories right so it's like you know start tracking what you're doing to a to a not to a t but to a certain level right, right. and it's, it's like, tracking based off of your goals as well right like if you're trying to to gain weight then you can you can amplify it a little exactly exactly right and that that's again it's all reflective on your goals and what you want to see for yourself but you know i, I think the other thing for someone that's just starting off is it's okay to not know what you're doing. And I think that's a very powerful thing in the health and wellness sector that is overlooked right now because it seems like if I'm not a bodybuilder ready to hop on stage, then I'm not healthy. No, you don't need to know what you're doing all the time, right? You're going to figure it out. But like you, you going with the mentality of I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm not even going to go to the gym, that's, that's literally backwards. That doesn't make any sense. So if you're in one of those situations, not pumping myself full of business, but <laughs> get help from somebody, somebody yeah. that knows what they're doing. Plug it, brother. And you, you know what you're doing. Go ahead and plug away. 
And, and the other thing though is, you know, it's like I always, whenever I'm training someone, this is like kind of like the, the piggybacking that thought is I don't train them to continue training them. That's the first thing I tell somebody. If I can train you once and never have to train you again, then I did a job well done. That means I taught you how to do it yourself. And a lot of people don't know how to do it themselves. By a lot of people, I'd argue uh, a vast majority of our population doesn't know how to do it themselves. But again, though, that's why it's, you know, you find something you enjoy, a consistent routine you like, you know, start structuring your lifestyle just to be healthier in general. You know, find that, you know, healthy lifestyle, kind of track your means to, you know, reflect your goals. And then if you don't know where to start, find someone that can get you started and well positioned and then you're going to have a lot of success. I mean, I just think people overcomplicate it by picking specific diets and viewing it as dieting and I got to do this kind of training and that training even though I hate going to the gym. Well, if you don't like going to the gym, then maybe go and try jujitsu, right? right? Maybe go try running. You don't have to hate what you do just to feel good and look good, right? And I just think that's so backwards. And But it's back to that perspective of people viewing health and wellness as a chore and not a lifestyle, right? You shouldn't hate your diet. And you want to know why you hate your diet? Because you view it as a diet. Stop viewing it as a diet. Just that's your lifestyle. That's what you're eating. I mean, obviously, I've tried different diets. I've, I've went full pescatarian. I've went vegetarian. Just to try it, though, I've never done it as this is gonna this is gonna what's gonna be what's gonna make my goal happen. Like no, I just do it to do it to do it because I'm like oh, I want to see how my body would respond to it. Right. I yeah, mean, it's trial and error, right? It's like an experiment almost. Like I I've done like the carnivore diet, right? Where I'm literally eating strictly meat <laughs> and and eggs, right? And that is it is a wild feeling how good you feel after doing that. But that was, was something just, that I wasn't going to stick on forever because there's certain nutrients that you still need to get into your body that aren't just meat-based. Yeah, that's awesome, though. I, I've always looked into doing it, but I, I just, you know, I, I've just never really ventured down it so far. But it, it does seem so interesting to try. But again, though, you know, once you start getting that, <laughs> yeah, like to that level of understanding though is that's when it gets fun you can start you know it becomes your lifestyle it becomes who you know not everybody's going to be a fitness not like myself that's fine but like you're still going to get to a level where you're feeling good and like you can try things and you're not in bad shape so going to the gym's also more enjoyable because you're not struggling the entire time you know i think that's probably the the you know final point i give to somebody just starting is you just have to start it's not going to be first because you're not in good shape. You just have to look yourself in the face and admit that, though. Like, no, the reason you're that sore is because you're not in good shape. The reason that run took as long as it did is because you're not in good shape, and that's okay. But you will be once you start doing it, just like anything. It's not like when you started, you know, when you first started trading, you were making great plays right off rip no it's trial and error it's learning it's taking the time to to fail so then that way you can fail forward you're not failing you're just failing forward right failing up the steps right it's two steps forward one step backwards exactly yeah no absolutely dude i, I love all of that advice right like it's and it's coming from somebody who has been doing this over 10 years and you know you never really get a full grasp on something unless you've been doing it for that long, right? Like you can, 
I can say that in my network, like I would consider you the expert in fit the fitness industry to get people to where you're never truly an expert unless you can teach other people what you're doing as well. Right. Yeah. It's like you never fully understand something unless you can explain it to a five-year-old. And it's, it's things along those lines where it's like, yes, you're, you're the guy for it. Right. And you know, part of, uh, part of the entrepreneurial spirit in me is wants to suggest like a fucking Eric hammer boot camp where you bring people in and you just teach them this type of lifestyle, right. That you can go about your day. You can, you can eat healthy, but it's lifestyle eating, right? Where you can actually make something that you enjoy. You just have to find the things that you enjoy. And then you just have to put in some work with the fitness side of things too, but just fit it into your day. And then you can go out on the weekends and you can have a good time. And then just get yeah. right back to business as usual though. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I do. The amount of times that I've been told that, and I say that to myself, I just need to start a boot camp. Yeah, I mean, it's something you want to do. It's you know one of my other goals. You know, as I was saying, starting my own gym that would go hand in hand with it is I need some sort of avenue to be able to connect the the platform more readily. Um, you know, outside of the you know standard TikTok, Instagram world, and actually you know get a website up and going and be like hey you know this is my take on it if you don't agree with it that more power to you brother but it's worked so it, it, the proof is in the, the proof is in the process and the end result so you know uh, if that's not the way you want to train more power to you go find somebody that's going to tell you to do, the, to do the cookie cutter diet and you're going to hate it and then you're going to be right back to where you were so exactly you're not trained they're, they're not going to train you to not have to train you anymore right they want the the consistent client because it'll fill their pockets exactly yeah no i love it man it's it's some good advice there uh what do you say we do some uh lightning round questions (laughs) rip them off all right aliens are they real and what's your what's your view and why 100 percent real uh, my view is, I feel like it's almost, uh, I'm caught between the two beliefs is that they've identified us and they just don't give a shit. Their view is who are these guys, right? You know, like they don't, they haven't even left their planet. Why are we going to bother with these guys? Yeah, right? they're still killing each other. Yeah. Just the same way, you know, like you walk past an ant and you're not like, Oh, I'm going to inspect this anthill. Like, no, that's, <laughs> that's what we are. We're just some random organism that they're passing by or i think they've just been here and they're just chilling and like you know the government and all the world governments know i mean you look at like some of the stuff like pyramids and all that shit like how did they make that you know so that's my view and why i believe it is it's just like there's too much stuff that's occurred in life and you know the the universe is uh what is the quote it's the the universe is ever expanding and it's um it's infinite, but infinite is ever expanding. And there's a comedian that says it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> it doesn't. So it's like, how are you not going to believe in aliens? It's an infinite universe that's ever expanding. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if you saw my uh, my Instagram story yesterday, but I basically went through like the size of Earth. Like, yeah, this is where we live, and then it goes to like the sun. This is how small we are compared to that. The Milky Way galaxy, and then like you look at the Milky Way galaxy. And then you think there are 
two trillion other galaxies out there. Two trillion. Yeah. To think that what has happened on Earth has not happened at least one other time out there, it, it would be incredibly naive. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But yeah, they exist. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping one one day. That'd be sick. That'd be fucking awesome. Maybe, uh, maybe on Mars once Musk gets us there. Yeah, shout out to that guy. Big fan. <laughs> big I like his work. <laughs> really like his work. Yeah, big big fan of his vision. Big uh, free speech guy. <laughs> All right, let's rip another. Um, favorite asset for 2022? What are you buying? I'm, could be a stock, could be anything. I, I'm going to give you a different one because I know a lot of people have been doing some sort of stock or crypto. I'm going to go real estate, man. Yeah. I think with what's going on and you see these massive companies buying up not even just real estate properties anymore. They're buying houses, man, like three bedroom houses for families. That's scary. Yeah. But scary, scary. And I that's like my my next investment I'm probably going to do in the next year is I want to get a quad and, you know, start uh, Airbnb in it or, um, you know, renting it. That I think I think property and specifically property and homes is going to become a very sought after asset in the next three, four, five years. Like everybody's talking about the major reset that's going to happen in the market. Yep. Dude, we've been talking about that for the last five years, brother. That's like, no one knows when that's going to happen. Every indication has said the market's going to crash. It hasn't. And now you see all these companies buying up thousands of homes. That's scary stuff, man. I don't know why they're doing it. I mean, I don't know what the end goal is, but I think it's real estate. If you own property, especially with the rent costs that exist nationwide, like right now you have to have a $75,000 income to be able to afford like an apartment in most most cities. Did you know that? Yeah, that's crazy. Sir. So yeah, that's mine. Love it. Makes sense. Um, book or podcast recommendation? Ooh, I actually have two books. Uh, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. I think that's one of the best self-help books you can ever read, even if you're not an anxious person. um, About compartmentalizing each day, taking each day as a new life, essentially. And the other one is, you know, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. But I, I recommend not reading it, listening to it. Okay. Uh, because specifically that one, um, in between each chapter, his ghostwriter interviews him. So it's kind of like a podcast mixed in with a book. That's cool. Very, very, uh, yeah, I've never seen someone do it. And I'm telling you what, if you want to, you want to feel bad about yourself, listen to that book. (laughs) Cause you're going to realize that you're soft and Charmin once you listen to the stuff this dude's went through and he just kept trucking, you know, so definitely those two. Soft as Charmin. Love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, words of wisdom for the younger generation. Talking like kids in high school coming out of high school. Like the generation that's actually trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in the world and what they're trying to do. So I got two. Be unapologetically yourself. 
And I already said it, but that anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. You know, the being unapologetically yourself, I think, is a very powerful thing because it doesn't matter who you are, what you like, what you're into, be that. Because if you're not going to be that, you're going to look back one day and you're going to look at everything that you've done and just feel nothing but emptiness because you weren't you. And, you know, maybe maybe it's not the most, you know, beloved way, right? You know, you know if somebody doesn't, you, you like something that other people don't like, who cares? I'm telling you, hop on Google and you can find an entire group that will be all about that shit. <laughs> so do that. Be unapologetically you and you're going to feel so much happier. And then the doing, you know, anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. You know, as I said, you, you get one life and you don't leave life with it. So why are you going to pick and do anything without absolutely investing your entire heart into it? You know, I'm one of those people when I make a decision, I'm going for it. And when I'm done, I'm done. Like, I don't do that, you know, back and forth BS. Like, you know, for instance, like back when I got hurt, I did not want to go back and do a fifth year. I had the option. I was still going to go for free, but I was like, no, I'm done, man. I want to start my life. And that was just, you know, I, I, if I was not going to be fully committed to it, if, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to overdo it. And I was not willing to overdo it. So I wasn't going to cut myself, myself or anybody around me short. So, you know, if you're going to pick something to do in life, do it to its utmost ability. And then that way, you know, no matter the outcome, there is no good or bad because it's still the outcome that ultimately unfolded. All that happened is you gave everything that you could to make it happen. So then that way you don't look at it as, oh, you know, I'm sad that it didn't work out. No, it just didn't, you know, didn't go the direction you thought it would. That doesn't mean that it didn't work out. You probably gained something from it. So, you know, that's my biggest advice to anybody is, you know, you, you see kids, you know, you know at, at practices or in school or whatever they're doing. And it's like, dude, just give it your all or don't do it. Like you're, you're, you have a very limited amount of time in your day, you know, don't. You know, don't pussyfoot around the idea of investing in yourself and investing in, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. So yeah. I think that's probably important one is, dude, live it and live boldly. So, you know, get after it. <laughs> I, I love both of those because they, they kind of encompass our entire conversation extremely well. Right. It, 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 a good summation of, of what we've been talking about here for about an hour now. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, all right. Next one. One person you think I should have on the podcast? Like, could be anybody. Like, fucking famous or not, a friend of yours, anybody. That's a tough one. Could be someone in the group that you're interested in as well. I probably, I want to say, like, somebody, like, famous, but, like, I don't know if that's actually obtainable. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, you're literally two clicks away from anybody in the world you're right that's a good point i think it'd be really awesome to actually sit like i mean this is selfishly so like i I would love for it to happen to me so i would love for it to happen to you just joke i hate to sound like the typical bro but the amount of people he's talked to and the amount of knowledge and random things he knows i just want to sit down and be like yo tell me shit wait did you say rogan yeah like just tell me Tell me everything, like everything you've learned. (laughs) So much stuff, just random, rifle it off, you know? Like, you know, as you said, like quick rifle around with questions. 
I just build out like a spreadsheet, be like, okay, so this is what we're going to cover. Sorry. I, I think not- that is a brilliant idea, and I think that you could structure it so well to the point where you are able to break down like each specific category that he's like digested, right? Because he has literally interviewed anybody and everybody from all walks of life to all types of industries in the business world as well. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that, that's probably the one I would go to. Um, this people though, honestly, you know, outside of that, I'm interested to learn about everybody that's in the group. So I, I wouldn't break it down to anything right there. So just off rip, I'd say Rogan, yeah. Rogan for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna keep ripping through everybody in the group as well, cause like I I just think it's cool for everybody to kind of learn about one another, because we are just really a bunch of strangers in in the chat, but being able to hear the voice and and hear the stories of everybody just brings the whole thing to life, even if you know we still haven't met one another yet, right? <clears throat> I mean, yeah, exactly. We've met and played lax before, but <laughs> we've been fucking teammates, baby. But everybody else, yeah. right? We're we're teammates in a in a new sense in this new fucking world that we've created, where we're we're online teammates, and you know we don't have a company. We're not getting paid to do this. We're just kind of coming together with a similar goal and a similar vision. Exactly. So might as well fucking let everybody learn about each other. Um, all right, last one to wrap it up. Uh, one question you would have for me. This is one that's kind of fun. I started doing it with uh, Adam Bell, if you listen to that one. But it's, it's just kind of different. So I think the what I've already been very interested in is what you were talking about with, you know, what you want to do. Because um, I just think that's such an, like, an incredible means to a life, right? You know, like what your, what your goal is right now. What... What set your mentality for that and just in general? Because you've always had a dog mentality, man, and I've loved it. It's just, it's awesome to see when other people have a very similar mindset as you. And, you know, that was why I immediately was attracted to the wolves. And now I got into the Discord, what was that, like two, two some years ago when we were talking during COVID. Um, you know, it, it's just like, what? What do you think occurred in your life that set you up to have the mental the mental focus that you do? Yeah, uh, fucking hell of a hell of a question. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as what has happened in my life, uh, personally, dude, like I have just grown up wanting the best for other people, and you know, my my parents saw it at a very young age where you know, I was just giving my all to ex girlfriends, right? And like, it was like, how do I make these girls like just the happiest people I possibly can? And then it's like just going out of my way for friends growing up, you know, just going above and beyond to make sure everybody is happy. But it, we, when we go back to that mental health grind, it's like, okay, well, I was doing that. And, and everybody thought that I was happy in the process of doing that, but I never actually was. So I had to, you know, like you did some soul searching when you were <laughs> crippled with a broken neck and back. You know, I took some time and I'm like, all right, well, what is it that I even want to fucking do with my life? Because, you know, yeah, we, we have this work ethic and we have this mentality of wanting to help other people. But, 
you know, what's, what's the job in that? Like, how, how do I help people and how do I actually make a, a, a means to my end where, you know, I got to have a roof over my head and food on my table. So, you know, one thing just kind of leads into another and you have this conversation with yourself, like, what the fuck do I do with the rest of my life? And I stumbled upon this industry of crypto from my friend Connor King, who showed it to me in college. He's like, just take a look at this, like fall down the rabbit hole. And I took a, a nosedive into Bitcoin and what it was all about. And, you know, it's more than just a, a, a means to an end for somebody to trade it and like make money off of it. Right. Like that's that's one part about it. But it's it's the tech that that is created around it, the ability to decentralize powers and, and put the power back into people's hands. And, you know, that snowball effect of of realizing, you know, what this can actually do. It's more than just people creating these fucking coins that are, are Dogecoin, right? Like, where there's really no intrinsic value to it. And, and it's, it's looking at that to where, okay, I really think that I could help other people with this technology as well. So, yeah. you know, I've built out my network in accordance with this industry, but in accordance with what I want to do within the industry. So I'm partnered with a company that's able to basically tokenize any type of security or any type of asset and do it legally and then legally sell it to other people as well. So, you know, being in Puerto Rico, having access to all of these Latin American connections now, you know, we can go into places like Nicaragua and go tokenize real estate, but then turn right around and start selling fractionalized shares of that real estate to people that live in Nicaragua. So then when investors come in, and buy up this land and begin developing it, and there's cash flowing through this asset, then the shares, the shareholders get distributions of the profits. So without even knowing it, these people who are now going to be taking part of their paycheck and investing into certain things that you can then bring to them, they're going to be making money off of an investment that you have provided for them. And it's just yeah. little opportunities like that where, you know, there's not really one certain thing that led to this. It's really, it's been lifestyle, right? Like I, I never had an internship. I, I never really did anything traditionally. It was more so like, how do I just keep on this path? And like, it just led me to one, the fucking island of all things, right? Like I'm living in Puerto Rico. That's not conventional, really. I call it the island of misfit toys. Like we're all just a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of uh, very interesting characters down here. But it's it's a bunch of people who do interesting things and have more interesting contacts. So we're able to, you know not get around the law, but abide by current laws and regulations so that we can build things that will inevitably end up helping a, a billion plus people. Yeah. And that's... Well, very well. <laughs> that's the gist right. of it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's... 
it's wild, you know. It's there's there's nothing conventional about the the path that was taken. Uh, there's nothing conventional about how it was was chosen. But you know, it's I am where I am right now, and I couldn't be happier about where I am because I get to sit down and have conversations like this with you, and we get to catch up for over an hour in our crazy fucking lives, and you know we're doing it from a thousand plus miles away, right? So that's. Yeah. That's why I'm just like loving where we're at right now because everybody's still just so connected and you get to choose where you're putting your time in your day. So when you get to structure your day and you get to do things that you love to do, you know, you lit, you have zero fucking excuse to be unhappy with yourself. <clears throat> yeah. Very well said, man. Very well said. I mean, I, I really appreciate the chance to hop on here with you, man. It's been it's been great to get to catch up and get to uh, a little bit of a deeper glimpse in everything that you've been up to in the last. I mean, I think the last time we were on the phone was back in, as I said, COVID, like right after. Uh, I think we you know, right after graduating. So, um, yeah. you know, I'm definitely looking forward to. Uh, I'm going to be down there soon, hopefully, and I might even be out there next week. So we're definitely going to link up and you know go grab dinner or something like that. That would be absolutely incredible we'd we'd have a blast man <laughs> how could we have a bad time yeah exactly exactly i mean it's it's too gorgeous down there and i mean shit man we've got a lot of time to make up for all the last few years so exactly what could go wrong <laughs> <laughs> something but uh, we'll worry about that until later but yeah, yeah we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. have a whole podcast dedicated to that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you got to keep these going. I, I love these, dude. I've, I've always wanted to get involved in podcasting myself. It's just it's fun to get get a glimpse into how people think and how they operate. So this is really cool, cool agenda you got going. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I mean, this won't be the last time that we do one of these either. Like, this is just the beginning. And what I like to say is we're just getting started. Yep, right? absolutely. Living that. But yeah, man, uh, I do appreciate you hopping on. I'm, I'm glad we were actually able to finally find some time. This was definitely fun. Yeah, absolutely, brother. But outside of that, dude, you, you definitely have, have a good rest of your day and a good weekend. Uh, I'll be in touch with you in regards to uh, coming out there next week, though. Work. Yeah, I appreciate it, bro. Mm-hmm.